can't look at Join Tim and Christina Madden, co-founders of Executive Career Upgrades, on their podcast, The Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. As an executive in today's highly competitive job market, it can be tough to succeed. However, with Tim's nationally recognized career advice and Christina's mindset expertise, you can reach your full potential. Tune in to upgrade your career and get ahead of the competition. All right, we are live. Let's just make sure everybody can hear us. Settings. Hey, we're just checking the audio, everyone, making sure we are good. Yes, we are good, Christina. We are good, good, good. I believe everyone can hear us. Do me a favor. If you can't hear us, please let me know because we are live in our new podcast studio, as you can imagine. I'm look, I'm so used to looking at the screen, but now the camera's up there. Hey, we're super excited to... Um, have our 100th episode. As you see, we're having a little bit of a celebration in here in the new ECU podcast room. But hey, as always, if you don't know us, we are Tim and Christina Madden here at Executive Career Upgrades. We help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures, right? Land jobs they love and become more successful in their positions, right? Because when success becomes easy, your job becomes easier. It's easier to manage your teams as well. And hey, we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network. 12,000 members. We stream everywhere on the internet. If you're watching, it might be on YouTube, LinkedIn, and uh, the Executive Career Network over on Facebook. Can you believe there's 12,000 people there? I believe it. <laughs> That's enough to like fill up a stadium. Yeah. Y'all better start interacting with each other because I know <laughs> you're in there. I get the requests. I see the comments. I see you guys wave and nudge. We get the DMs. But I think some of you guys get a little nervous to interact with each other. And I'm telling you, this is one of the greatest free resources available on the internet to connect with decision makers, people that need you, um, and then others on the same journey as you. So, so if you're not in there, definitely head on over there. And if you are someone that's been in there for a while, put it to use. Put your name out there. If you're not promoting yourself, like, who's promoting you? So, you know, we like to joke around and have fun in there. And, yeah, we go live in there every week. And Tim said we're having a little celebration. Listen, my director of operations has been chasing me around filming content all day because we do not want to miss all of this celebration. And, you know, guys, sometimes I don't realize it's time to celebrate until like I'm in the middle of a celebration. So mm -hmm. I can't thank the girls enough for going out and getting the balloons and making this a big deal because... Hey, we started in a tiny barracks room many, many years ago, yeah. other mm -hmm. small offices. We started out really, really small guys. And the, the truth of the matter is if you have a big dream or a big goal, you have to start with your first episode, your first workout, your first goal to make it to a hundred. So same thing, same goes with career. Most people quit though. That's the tough part. Like right now, if you guys are trying to get known and then we'll, we'll get into the episode shortly. Right. But we have so many people who schedule calls with us at Executive Career Upgrades about, you know, a consultation about their career. By the way, hey, if you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. But one of the craziest things is, Christina, they join this community, this Facebook community that we have that's full of 12,000 directors, VPs, and executives. Some are looking for jobs and some aren't. And everyone who schedules a call with us, we welcome them to join that network. But just like you said, it's crazy. You're in there with 12,000 decision makers and no one even, mm -hmm. it's rare to even see a post saying, Hey, I'm Christina and I specialize in sales and I've done this and this and this. And if you're looking for ABC, Hey, let's chat. 
or hey, not even the people that are looking for jobs. We always tell people, you have to grow your network, right? And inside that group, there's just thousands of sales leaders or marketing leaders or product people. If you're in that community, the executive career network over on Facebook, and you haven't hooked up with someone else who does what you do or put yourself out there, you're missing out on the most hugest opportunity. Like, what would you rather do? Go and apply for a job online where thousands of people are applying or go into a group and just, you know, kind of introduce yourself, mm -hmm. see if there's any opportunity, connect and collaborate with, with people. So strongly encourage you to do that. One of our um, best mentors, Brandon Dawson, always says, uh, oh, I'm about to lose. Oh, your networking is the new currency. Okay. That is the currency. So even if you feel like you have a great job, you're not in the job search. Like, again, you have to have that really fruitful network. You don't know when things are going to shift and change inside of the company that you're in. You don't know when you're going to wake up one day and be like, Hey, I don't like it here anymore. And what are you going to fall back on? Okay. You need great people around you. Who are you going to go hang out with and, and have great conversations during golf? I mean, uh, you know, or like Tim and I last week, we went to uh, the casino to play blackjack. And, you know, it was really amazing to like just, you know, the people that came out to celebrate my birthday. And then our good friend Luke was there. And it just makes everything better when you have just good people, good friends around you. So, again, I urge you get some good friends to get some freaking <laughs> friends. OK, get some good friends man, who want to see you do well. Right? We care about you guys. So one of the reasons, you know, we started this podcast and you've seen it probably get more and more organic and, you know, we're probably bringing up more and more of our fun side, but, you know, we care about you guys in life as well. That's yeah. right now I'm going to get emotional. Well, I was just talking, you know, when we were at the Hard Rock Casino at your birthday, I was talking to one of my military buddies, right, Phil, and we were talking about, you know, when you're having success in life. How many people can you call to be like, man, I got that new job or, hey, I lost weight or I got more financially sound or whatever it is, right? How many people can you call when you have some good news in your life and they're your hype person, right? They're like, yeah, I get it. That's awesome, et cetera. How many people do you have like that? Because I'll tell you what, when sometimes when you... I don't know. It's hard I mean, to I explain. Don't, I, don't I mean, like making assumptions, but most of the time when you're sharing that news with some of your existing current friends and family, it's nothing against them. That's okay. But people can only meet you where they are at. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes it's like you're at the dinner table, you're sharing all this stuff and they're like, Hey, like, pass, Oh no, that pass the salt. Well, know? or they'll be like, well, I've been looking for a job for six months and no one's called me. Like, thank you for celebrating my good news. So, Hey, before we get started, get some friends right? That want to see and you succeed. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. celebrate. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, before we get started, hey, uh, Joe Burt from New York City, another New York City. We got Lissandro. We have um, Valerie. Victoria, finally, somebody is being bold. Victoria, let's say this. Victoria is an experienced healthcare operations director. She's passionate about healthcare and always open to friendly collaborations. Hey, if you're in healthcare, connect with her. All right, Christina, I think we should get started. So, all right. So, yeah, how are they doing? Before it? we get started, though, can you believe we have helped 700? Well, the last time I checked with Raquel a couple weeks ago, we have helped 720 people this year. Raquel, drop that in the comments. <laughs> that's a that's a lot of people. Yeah, man. that's a lot of people. So, hey, again, before we get started, you need help in your career. Go on over to execupgrades.com/podcast. So, let's get started episode hour 
100th episode. Mm -hmm. Hey, how people were working with, right? How how ECU, Executive Core Upgrades, how executives and professionals in our program are landing jobs they love in 2023. How, I, how ECU executives, so yes. our clients specifically, yes. when you hear us talk, talking about these success stories, when you see all these testimonials, and I know most of you are getting our ads <laughs> if we're doing a good job, um, you know, if you're wondering like, how are they doing it? What are the systems and processes? Like what's going on behind the scenes over there? That's what we're talking about today. So me and Christina came up with like these eight things. So if you have these eight things, you are well on your way if you're in a job search. So let's get started with number one. This is the biggest one. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know why people struggle with this, but number one, I hey, you have to believe it will happen for you. You have to believe. Because here's why. If you don't believe, if I don't believe I can do something, well, then why would I, Christina, would you put a crap load of effort into something that you think is never going to happen deep down? Oddly enough, guys, I've done that a lot. <laughs> because all right, do we have because, any logical because, people out on, there? Because sometimes, and I'm going to pause here for a second. Because sometimes you do have to move forward, even if you do have that doubt and lack lack of belief. Because sometimes you do have to collect the evidence that it will work along the way. Sometimes when you have this target, you have to start moving toward it, toward it, even if you don't fully believe. So there's kind of a slippery slope there. Sometimes you do have to keep going even when your belief is just sort of falling apart. But yes, to get fast results in life, you should work on the belief system around it first. Absolutely. But don't be scared to move forward. Even if you're like, mm, you don't fully. Well, believe. I think it comes with this. If you don't have a plan, it's mm. freaking hard to believe, right? So think about, imagine starting something you've never done before, or it's become more difficult in corporate America, if you will and you don't know what to do now, how can you believe? Right. I could see that be very frustrating. But like, you know, I always go back to fitness. If I have a 90-day workout plan and I have a process, it's going to be probably easier for me to believe that I'm going to get results in the next 90 days as long as I follow the process, right? That's true. And but if you've been if watching you, our testimonials, you know it's possible as well. So yeah. you can use that. Yeah. But like if you don't have a plan, I can see how it's literally probably so difficult to believe it's going to happen, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Then you add the layer of things that might have happened during childhood or just throughout your career where, you know, I just got off an interview actually. And um, she kind of blew my mind. If you're on, the, I actually invited her to the podcast. Um, hey, if you're listening, but she said, you know, you're not good enough or you're not worth it. You failed and you've just taken that very, very personally and began to wear that as, uh, how, you know, or the, that becomes the lens that you see what's possible for you. Like that's the lens you're looking through is what people have projected on you or told you. So you have to be careful about that. So people can, you know, impact your belief system. Get some good friends. <laughs> yeah, you right. gonna need some friends to call. All right. But how? let me just really oh. quick. So let me just say this. Since we're talking about the ECU clients specifically, and most of you, if you're listening, uh, might be on my mindset session coming up after this. You guys are so good about being on the podcast in my session. But here's just a quick thing that you can apply to your thought work, okay? Because the, the name of the game here is reprogramming your thoughts, okay? Because your thoughts dictate your emotions and your emotions we know dictate our actions and all that combined dictates our outcomes. Shameless plug, wrote a book about this, dropping next Wednesday. Um, but if the thought, if you lose your job or get laid off or you've had, you know, an interview that you bombed or whatever, if your thoughts are like, I failed, I'm never going to get a job, I'm scared, I'm not good enough, nobody likes me, I have no network, we've all been there. We've 
all been there where these thoughts are what is, you know, spiraling throughout your mind. We know that's going to create sad anxiousness, maybe even anger. We know what actions are going to come from that. You guys can plug that in for yourself or lack of action. Basically nothing. Maybe you're lashing out toward your family, binge drinking, watching Netflix, whatever that is. Outcomes terrible from that. Okay. Here's just a simple thought that you can plug in every morning. This is simple that can bring that nervous system back down to just calm and neutral. Not asking you guys to jump for joy here because going from severely negative, it's hard to jump for joy from that state. So we're looking for calm and neutral. So one of the thoughts, this might work for you guys is, Hey, I'm open to new possibilities. Just that, that calms this, this chaos so fast as I'm open to new possibilities. If you're a client with us, Hey, I hired a career coach. I can get help. So we have to plug in these thoughts that serve us because I failed. I'm not good enough. That ain't going to help you. So I'm new, open to new possibilities for some of you. You dodged a bullet. Okay. Being in these toxic corporate environments. So I encourage you to watch the thoughts from the second you wake up because uh, it will steal days, weeks, months, God forbid, like some people years. Look at anyone who's been wildly successful. Look at, look at Mike Tyson, look at Muhammad Ali, look at Conor McGregor. What do they always say? Even when they were starting, even when they were starting, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm the and then the, mine is I'm the best in the world at what I do. Yeah. Remember the other, um, we were watching UFC a couple months ago and Rose, I can't remember her name. She's a top UFC fighter, but remember She's being bullied by that girl. But what did she keep repeating during that fight? Do you remember? Was, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. And she was so freaking scared. And then, of course, if you're watching, she knocked the other girl out and she starts crying. And it was just it just goes to show you like that belief is a big thing. And my man, Deion Sanders is, you know, he's going believe, viral right now. Believe. That's his first thing of like, we're trying to accomplish anything. Number one, do we believe it's possible? Mm -hmm. And when I say Hey, I'm the best in the world at what I do. Can you guys actually believe? Can you, do you believe that I believe that? Cause I actually do, but it took me a long time to get there. And guess what guys, there are probably other people that believe that and that's okay. And I have a lot of other companies that do exactly what we do that are much bigger than us, but I still believe I'm the greatest in the world at what we do. So what does that do for me? What does that do for my body language? What does that do for me when I'm holding, you know, um, interviews and, and coaching sessions or writing a book? I have to believe that. Well, then number two, I'm glad because once you get the belief, you have to make it a priority in your life because there's so many people who believe it's possible, but then they don't follow it up with action or they're, they're waiting back, hoping something will magically like happen to me. So number two, I think like it has to be a big priority in your life because if you want to get fit, if you want to lose weight, if you want to eat better, if you want to get a job, if you want to do these things, it has to be a daily priority. Yes. And if it's not a daily priority, right? Guys, it, it comes down to this. Success demands a lot from us. So I'm constantly asking myself, what am I willing to give up? What am I willing to give? What am I willing to do? And for 99% of people, it isn't much. So you just have to get really real and honest with yourself. It doesn't really matter how small or large the goal, as long as it's a, a goal for yourself. It's, I'm not saying you have to do everything that we're doing over here. How, you know, how, whatever you're doing with your life, you know, you have to take action and it's going to demand a lot out of yourself. And if that scares you and just pushes you back onto the couch with your fuzzy blanket and a glass of wine, you're not going to get anywhere. And that's happened to me. And the reason I can talk about this 
is because it impacted me for over a decade. I mean, longer really, mm -hmm. um, where I wasn't, could it get it? I was a victim to my thoughts. Hey, and I still battle them, but I was a victim to my thoughts. It, that could send me right back into bed. I mean, really struggled with just not doing anything. Tim and I both, that's why we can, we feel confident talking about this topic. Um, and that's why I'm, you know, I feel really good about getting raw and honest about this topic because I, I know that um, that's what I needed people to do when I was struggling. So yeah, guys, what do you think about yourself and are you taking action? And if you have this vision and goal about this next position that you want, think about what is that going to demand from you and are you willing to do it? And the, 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 the toughest thing is working out can be frustrating at times. A job search can be frustrating at times, but you need to know how to push through it because I can guarantee you this. If you're frustrated, no one's going to hire you. You're going to have to drop your ego is what you're going to have yeah, to do. I mean, imagine showing up like you've been getting beat up and you're showing up as this like mo mo mopey person and you want to be a corporate leader and you're frustrated about the process and all this and you're going to like sit and complain. Yeah. Like who's going to hire you and you want to lead like hundreds of people, right? So just other food for thought, right? Like negative frustration never does anything. Frustration is really just you don't know some information. And here's a secret that some people don't know is that if you have all of that going and going on inside of you, inside of your mind, like that frustration, anger, anxiety, defeat, you can't just magically hide it. Like it's coming to the interview with you. Like it's like you picture it like you're wearing it. Like this is anxiety. This is defeat. Like this is depression. And you can't expect to like sit down and have a, a great conversation and very just clear energy and clear messaging. You're going to come off chaotic. Your body language is going to be off. You cannot fake this. So that's why before you even go into a job search, we're talking about this and um, we can't send you into an interview feeling this way. So uh, it's super important. So as you notice now, we're really talking about your mind. The first three is like, hey, you got to believe you have to make this a priority. And number three, you have to know your value in the marketplace. And I don't mean like a number value, right? But what I really mean is like, you have to know you're valuable and like the service you provide is valuable to businesses. Can I stop you there for one second? Because I know some of you probably got excited like, hey, wow. Uh, how much can I get paid? It, we're not We're not talking about that. Really, the, all that comes down to is like the size of the organization, what is the position? There's a lot of tactics and strategies that go into determining what is your target and all of that. But we're going to plate that for a second because that, that comes much, much later. So you can earn as little or as much as you really want, and then that can be negotiated. And we'll do that on another topic. In fact, there, do you know the episode off the top of your head, um, Negotiating Salary? I think it's, I don't, okay. it's like episode, I can look it up. Later. I think it's but you number have to 77. the value that you bring. What problems can you solve? Um, big problems. And do you know how to communicate your value? But Tim, I'll let you keep going on the value part. They aren't a slave to job boards. Hey, if you're going after a job making two, 250, 300, 180, 500, 600, you already know you can Google any site out there and it's going to tell you that you have between a zero and 3% when you apply for the job. So I put another one in here, Christina. They, they aren't a slave to job boards, right? RECU executives are not a slave to job boards. Yeah. We've gotten them off the job boards. Yeah, Most because here's why. They just take so long to fill out right? You rarely hear back. I mean, when we're talking about time, effort of value, spending 45 minutes on an app, just, it really doesn't make sense. You could accomplish so much more. You could reach out to people that could hire you, et cetera. And we're going to talk about that. 
the reason some of you might be on those job boards for a long, long time is because there is a lot of dopamine being released when you think you're being productive. So click and apply, click and apply. You're remaking your resumes. You're trying to... And you think you're being productive and too. And you really do think this, right? Because in some of you... Um, going to say it come from a generation that that's how you got your last job you've either literally walked into a building you've used the job board and you got your interview that way and i'm just sorry that i have to be the one to announce that that doesn't happen anymore like not at this level and i mean it could numbers wise like total russian roulette like one in a million it can happen but who wants to have that lack of control um, on your time they have that. Okay. Number five, how ECU executives, right? So we're specifically talking about them, but they're a part of a community. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to go through something in life by yourself? Like even when I was like working out, I love working out in a group environment, right? I love doing stuff with the team, right? I want to be a part of a community. Like if I'm trying to do something, learn a new skill, overcome something in my life, why wouldn't you want support of a community? Right. And that's what the ECU community has. It's like, you know, on the Tuesday call yesterday, I think we had something like 57 interviews, uh, five people accepted offers, a couple offers came through or whatever. But that's a place where like, say you're struggling and you don't think it's going to happen for you or whatever. When you can see people getting success or when you're that maybe overweight person that joins a community of like weight loss it's nice to be able to see, oh, well, they did it. Why can't I do it, right? And if you're by yourself, you don't have anyone to talk to. You're just met with like consistent resistance every day. That's got to be very tough for a lot of these people that are out there kind of on their own island, not knowing what to do, not getting results, frustrated. That's tough. I was having a conversation the other day with one of our ECU executives. And if you are listening, you are one of our near and dear clients, but I do, I'm not going to, I'm going to just call this topic out a little bit, but they were like, Hey, like I have a really difficult time getting on your wins clinic within our community because it's so hard for me to watch somebody get the result that I want because it's not happening for me. And man, guys, I understand how you can land there. Um, you know, when you're this deep, like in a sort of depressive state, but I'm here to help you reframe that. Okay. If you are unable to celebrate other people, you're in trouble, man. Like you're just in big trouble in life. Um, but then beyond that, Hey man, like, why can't you get on there and just take a few minutes to just collect evidence that it can now happen for you. Um, but if we can't celebrate people, man, and if we can't, you know, use our community for what community is originally designed for, um, we're going to really struggle. And when I look at the logistics of just like ECU staff in my life, and just even what I mentioned at the beginning of this, which was celebration. Um, when I look at when I first started out, it was almost like I felt shame having a lot of support. If you look out in my hallway here, like I have two team members that are like ready to save my butt, you know, mm -hmm. all day, but like between that personal trainers, um, guys, you name it, like logistically speaking, we've gotten to that point now. And, um, the, the, the fact of the matter is like, I'm proud of that now. Like I'm proud that I need support because not only can I not do it by myself, I physically cannot, I don't freaking want to. That's the thing. Like who wants to do all of this by themselves? I, a, I don't want to do anything by myself and I don't want to celebrate alone. So what is holding people back from, this is just a big question for everyone to ponder. Even us is that why are people so looking scared? down? So many people we talk to here at ECU are like, think it's like 
a bad thing to like get help to like get a new career or something. When the reality is, look at any successful person that's ever been successful. They have absolutely not done it by themselves. They've had a team, they've had mentors, advisors, etc. And why are we getting so scared to build a community? Take ECU out of it for a second. Take the job search out of it for a second. When was the last time you guys really went and had like dinner or invited a neighbor over or um, whatever? Like everyone's become very isolated. And to me, uh, while we have great remote cultures and a lot of conveniences in life now to be able to do things. Um, but man, it scares me a little bit to think about like the future if everyone continues to be this isolated and thinking they have to do everything on their own. It really worries me for humankind because one of the things that we need as humans outside of water, air, is connection and, and human to experience and, you know, contribute. So you guys, let's all think about that today um, as we celebrate our 100th episode is what can you do today to contribute and build a community for yourself and others? Number six. You have to have tactics and strategies to get in front of people that can actually hire you, especially at this level, right? If I'm a chief revenue officer, I probably don't need to be talking to a recruiter who's never been in sales or an HR manager. And that's what's going to happen if you apply online to a position, you know? So the reason our core thing here at ECU is actually getting in front of people who can actually hire us. Multiple ways that you can do that. But my favorite is LinkedIn is a goldmine. Now with automated systems, targeting decision makers, all the things that you can do, I mean, you have to know if you're in a job search in 2023, targeting six figures or multiple six figures, you have to know how to get in front of people that can actually hire you, what to say to them, how to facilitate the process and, you know, how to interview, which is the next one, because I was just talking to two people yesterday that had went on multiple interviews. They said they were moving to the next round. And they just were never called back. And that's that Indeed thing I keep sharing with our community, Christina, is Indeed did that study that says if you go on an interview and they said they like you and they're moving you to the next round, you have less than a 20% chance that you're they're ever going to talk to you again. Mm -hmm. So we have multiple people that are kind of dealing with that. That's why we teach kind of lock down the process and control the next steps. It's very vital. So that's the next tip, right? You have to know and make it a priority to learn effective communication specifically how it rate how it goes in the interview if you don't know how to convert an interview to an offer if you don't know how to find out what they're looking for what their challenges are what what the opportunity is all these things right how to not be waiting on them to you know call you back for the next round you're going to struggle you're going to struggle bad whenever tim and i have done like trainings and like webinars specifically on communication, it always cracks me up because I'll be like halfway through it thinking, this is like so basic, but it's so easy for us to all forget, you know, how to frame out a conversation, how to keep control, how to build rapport, high quality questions, effective questions. Clarifying how important that is. Clarifying. Getting to what they actually mean, you know, because sometimes people say something, but they really mean something else. And that's, good at that. yeah. Well, that's when a lot of people get like these weird interview questions, kind of like, hey, you have like great experience, right? Like if you have, everyone's going to get objections in the interview and few people know how to handle them. So it's like, say you were at a big company and now you're interviewing at a small company. They're all the time going to say, I know what they're going to say. 
well, you come from a big company and we're a small company. People get these objections and they're like, uh, yeah, but I can do a good job. Yeah, and in, yeah. instead they need to clarify more and be like, well, hey, what are the biggest differences between a successful leader at a company like this and yours? Be very interested to see what they say. So, hey, if you get objections in the interview, you need to clarify what they I actually have, mean. I have some interesting uh, um, responses to that because if you've done it really well at a large organization, shouldn't it be easier? <laughs> it would make you really great at a small, I know. small organization. Um, That's not the way people think. And sometimes people, and it might be some people listening, where you have worked for large companies and you do want to target small ones. So then it just becomes a conversation as to, you know, the company mission and core values and, and what they're doing that really aligns with your personal, professional, financial goals. Guys, this stuff is so much more simple. It's simple, but it's not easy. Um, and man. Yeah. Well, we got a, we got a question right here. So thank you, Mita. It says, how do you lock down adding an X step on the calendar when the person interviewing you says, I'll get back to you instead. So, Hey, that's a tough one. I mean, cause you're going to get anxious about it and yeah, no. Hey, you have to lock down the next step. Otherwise, consider that they may never call you back. Consider that they aren't. That they aren't. Okay. So basically, we just need to get really good at the last step. So here's how I kind of do that. If I'm trying to lock down the next step from a hiring manager to his boss, right? I'm always getting something on the calendar. So if the boss is telling me, hey, your next thing is to meet with your next boss, I want to ask specific questions. Number one, when would I be meeting with them, right? When should, will I be meeting with them next week? Oh yeah, 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 next week. Friday at the latest? Oh yeah, definitely by Friday. Okay, Jim, I'm gonna set up, hey, I'm gonna put something on your calendar for end of day Friday to where if I haven't heard anything from the hiring manager, we have a point to connect, right? But if you're getting resistance on that call, right? Here's your only go-to response. You needed to find out what they were looking for and most importantly, what their challenges are. That's the only way you can build urgency. So an example would be, say they don't have a sales leader in their organization. And because of that, you determine that sales have been dwindling. If someone gives me resistance on scheduling that next step, I'm simply going to say, well, Jim, you told me that sales is dwindling. You don't have a leader in there. The team's not being held accountable, X, Y, Z. Hey, doesn't it make sense to connect with him sooner than later so that we can see I'm a fit so that you can get the help you need? And more importantly, the team can get the help they need. And most importantly, so you can reach your revenue targets by the end of the year. If he says no, you messed up the interview somewhere. Mm -hmm. You had to have. Some of you might have been on an enrollment call here at ECU, and you'll notice our team will say things. Well, hey, you lost your job six months ago. You're bleeding cash. I mean, this is just, this is sales, guys. So if you don't have some some sales skills, I mean, you're gonna bomb your interview. You have to you have to have urgency. Yeah, you have to learn how to build urgency based off what they tell you. So let's think about it. They have an open position, which is creating challenges. Those challenges have root causes. Because of those causes, they are affecting things in their business. So you really need to drill down deep on that if you want a chance at building that urgency in case you get some pushback at the end. You just will. Hey, number eight, everyone wants, to everyone wants more money. No one wants to talk about it. Why don't people want to talk about money? 
for many, it started from when they were very, very young. Somehow people have made making money just a very bad thing, and people are scared to talk about it because everyone in their, you know, immediate environment and ecosystem have been like, um, topic to talk about. So we've all learned to be sort of hush-hush about it uh, at the dinner table when you were young. And some of you might have some funny stories growing up about uh, money. And most of us probably grew up with very little money. So I just think it became a dirty, dirty word, money. Um, and people get very, very uncomfortable. But you got to start, the best way to handle this is just starting to surround yourself with people that are okay with talking about it. And I don't mean just like a bunch of millionaire friends, well, that's nice to have, um, just people with big, you know, financial goals, or at least they have defined goals. Um, well, I think the reason people money. don't like talking about money is because what, money. well, they don't have any 80% lives paycheck to paycheck. So why would they want to talk about money? Right? Yeah. yeah. Shame. Shame. Yeah. So, Hey, what are you going to say when they give you a job offer that's like a little less than where you want it to be? Or you know your value in the market and you know your contribution is going to do more. You have to know what to say. The good news is just like anything in life, there is a blueprint, a framework for everything. How to effectively communicate, how to close sales deals, how to prospect, how to brand yourself, right? How to get in front of people that can hire you, how to use uh, AI and automation tools. Yeah, you have to be willing to. So basically, we're saying you need to have a plan to be successful. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, you guys were like, well, I said this last week and the week before and the week before. Because, guys, this is the, these are the things you have to have dialed in. And I wanted to make sure that you had a peek into exactly what our ECU executives do to land jobs right now. You can't get a job offer missing any of these. No. So, and the branding, I think we, we left a little bit off about having a very strong personal brand. Um, so that's your LinkedIn. You did mention LinkedIn. Um, having something that you're really proud of on there with measurable achievements and a great resume to have on hand. Um, but further than that, really publishing content, being excited. Putting yourself out there. Being relevant in your industry and putting yourself out there. We have, you know, clients that are like, well, I only got like, you know, one like or three likes on my post and so nobody likes it or whatever. And I'm just like, well, if three people were to walk into your office right now, I feel no. like a lot of people, right? I'm glad you brought that up because what people don't realize on their first post, it's just like their first podcast. How many people watched our first podcast? Uh, zero. zero. <laughs> How many people was on episode one? Like zero. Only me. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, hey, when you start something, you can't fill up a football field unless you're a famous celebrity or something. Unless right? you're um, Coach Prime. Coach Prime. <laughs> he, he can fill up one. But hey, remember, when you start running, it's going to suck. When you start lifting weights, when you start trying to eat right, when you stop trying to quit alcohol, when you're in a job search, when you want to improve your mindset, all of this stuff is hard. Guys, you want to hear something wild? I was talking to one of my mentors, Elena Cardone. And she's a billionaire, guys. You can imagine how much she, you know, deals with and what she's gone through to get where she's at. And I was on a call with her a few weeks ago, and there was a question that was like, hey, like, Alina, what are you doing next? So can you imagine how many times she probably gets that question? And it was like, hey, she was like, hey, I'm, I'm going through a course on how to deal with the ups and downs of life. And also, she talks a lot about preparing for spiritual warfare on many different levels. Uh, her family's in the spotlight. But... But by the way, first, that, that's a $99 course. Yeah. So you have billionaires out there still getting like yeah. 
you know, a cheap course that's valuable to her because she was talking about how valuable it was. So there's so much stuff out there. You just don't have access to the information or you simply haven't took action on it. It was kind of like a ding light bulb for me too, that no matter what, I'm constantly being reminded no matter what or what level you're at uh, or what's going on, excuse me, you still have to be prepared for the ups and downs. So entering this job search, even if you had all of this 100% dialed in, if you also can't like develop tough skin and understand there's going to be ups and downs, there's going to be a lot of disappointment, you're going to get knocked down. If you know, if you're talking to a recruiter, for example, that um, is not even, you just gave an example of like a finance recruiter and you're in marketing, let's say, and this person decides to like ghost a phone call or tell you you haven't been selected or whatever, you know, you can't take all of this <laughs> life stuff so deeply personal. The second you start making all of these ups and downs in life deeply personal, you are doomed. You are absolutely doomed. Um, because it really has nothing to do with you. And the more you can separate yourself from these ups and downs in life, the more freedom there is in that. I crave the freedom that I begin to feel when I start to separate what's going on around me, circumstantially speaking, from, from like who I am as a person and, and, and what I'm capable of. So if, I might be going a little bit out there and like woo-woo land, but if you just stick with me here for a second, you have to disconnect from the chaos of circumstances in life to function or else you are going down. You wake up in the morning and your car doesn't start or you're running late or your kid's throwing up. If for, if for some reason you decide to let that all just take you down mentally and emotionally, yes, you might have to change some things about your day or whatever. Tim's probably thinking she freaks out every time our kid gets sick, which I do. Still working on that. Um, but this stuff's going to happen. Like, we're living in the game of life. It's like 50-50. 50% of life is really great. 50% is not so great. But you have to stay rock solid in who you are. Some of the ways you can do that is staying dialed in your habits. Well, first off, before we even get into that, like how that, it's probably a whole other podcast yeah. episode. But I really just want to talk about, think about getting traction. Okay. So there's three examples I have for you. So like when you start something, assume it's going to be difficult to get started and it's going to take a lot of action, right? To get the desired result. So three things are look at a rocket. What people don't realize is a rocket burns. I think it's 85% of their fuel on, on liftoff. <laughs> yes. Look at the merry-go-round, which is typically banned everywhere. You remember when we were growing up, those merry-go-rounds that we'd spin super fast? When you, if all your friends are on there, ladies and gentlemen, and you're the, you're the little kid pushing, that's tough, right? But what happens when you can finally get it going, right? Get it going. But it's so hard when you're that one kid trying to push 10, right? And the other one is a tire stuck in the mud. What happens? You keep gas and it keeps getting stuck, 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 stuck. But what happens when you get that little bit of grip? Yeah. So, hey, do not, right? do not think about the amount of work it takes to achieve certain things in life. When we talk about things of how to have a positive mindset, uh, let me see. We've been working on that for a decade. <laughs> Every day, guys, all day I'm thinking about that. I'm actually pretty obsessed with that topic. Um, I don't think I would have gotten where I'm at with my mindset now if I wasn't like completely obsessed with learning about it. It's not like you just wake up and do thought work one day and then you're just magically a positive person. I struggle with it daily, but you just have to, you have to just be committed. That's why you fall back to your processes habits. that you have in your, in your habits. So we have, um, there's a question I got here from Joe Burt. He said, 
Um, what piece of advice can you give someone to give to a person of color? Well, number one, hey, all our advice is for everyone, right? Whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're from India, Pakistan, Australia, or America, applies to everybody. I do have some advice for that, though. Well, hold on. Just moved to the U.S. recently, but with strong corporate experience outside of the U.S. Any tips on how, how to be successful? Hey, do exactly what you were doing before, because here's why. Whether you're in France, Croatia, Europe, or America, generally, marketing is marketing. Sales is sales. And I know that because we have an international sales team. We have someone in Australia, someone in Europe, and right, Sweden, too. So it's one of those things where if you had a successful career at another company doing whatever, you're going to be doing the same stuff here. So assume like you're going to be successful. So number one, hey, my tip for you is believe, right? Believe, hey, I've been successful. We're just in another location now. I'm going to continue to be successful. What did you have for him, Christina? Well, Some mindset work about, well, <laughs> don't think about a, that. This, this comes up a lot. <clears throat> and sometimes I feel honestly silly talking about it because I'm 38. <laughs> I'm a white female in corporate America. So it might be like, oh, well, she's not even qualified to talk about this. Maybe, she, maybe you feel like I haven't experienced, you know, diversity challenges, but sometimes I have, maybe I'm young or look ditzy because I'm blonde or I'm married to this powerhouse, you know, or whatever. Um, but you know, we have clients that are um, all different nationalities and it all comes back to one thought and it's whatever thought you have around the, the limitations that um, are around your race. Okay. So, and age and, and everything else. So if it's like, Hey, I'm going to struggle in my job search because X, Y, Z, like they don't hire what was his nationality? I forget what you said. Hey, he didn't tell me. Okay, so whatever, because I'm because I'm. Because he I'm, just said person of color, so. Because I'm a person of color, so we have to watch that thought and be like, hey, uh, actually, because I'm a person of color, I can contribute to diversity because of X, Y, Z. Like we have to really flip the script around what we believe around just diversity, our personality traits, some people with disabilities, so on and so forth. How how does it? How can it actually serve you? And then my favorite thing to talk about is. Uh, one of our success stories, Jamie, um, who Everyone. he lets us talk about this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So From he, Nicaragua to Miami. He like basically fled here. Political asylum. Oh yeah, this is a good story for good. you, Joe Burt. We work with someone named Jamie who sought political asylum from Nicaragua uh, like three years ago. There was something going on there with the military, etc. He was a CFO of a bank. Moves to Miami, and was worried about you know, his first language was Spanish. I could understand him on English, but he was terrified of it. Remember? Can we all just chuckle about that for a second? Because we're talking about Miami, Florida. Let's let's infuse some, some yeah. humor here. It's like, I'm the minority in, in Miami, Florida, right? And he was concerned about his, his first language being Spanish. Anyhow, go ahead. Yeah. And it's one of those things where if you think it's going to be a problem, you're right. Yeah. And it's one of the things where it was so funny. We would communicate. I don't know Spanish. We'd communicate in English and I would joke with him all the time because he'd be so worried. And I'm like, Jamie, we're talking right now. I can understand yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yeah. why you are you worried? Me, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so with that being said, though, guys, this person from out of the country who sought political asylum, who was dealing with all this stuff, had three kids. CFO. CFO landed a job at Bank of America in Raleigh, North Carolina, because he was able, guys, he was able to build relationships. Thank you, Raquel, for dropping that in there. He was able to build relationships 
with executives at Bank of America. Now he is the CFO at Bank of America in Raleigh. It's wild. And you know what? For him, it was a very fast process because he was willing to do that mindset work, make those connections. um, And he got with the decision maker really fast, built that rapport, had that confidence. And so that is my best, you know, advice to anyone that feels like they're struggling with maybe having some anxiety around their skin color. For some people, like I have, um, we have a large amount of people in tech who are, who are of Indian descent. And we, we joke around a lot uh, because there's a lot of people in tech that are- Well, no, the-, the But the leaders, the, C, the CEO of yeah. every tech company, I don't like to get- Are from it. India. Are from India. So I'm like, well, wait a second, you're yeah. the perfect fit. That, that was so funny when that person was like yeah. saying that. Well, and the, the, the other thing, and I know that this community, oh yeah, and thanks Mike for that. Uh, hey, um, you want to learn more about branding? Pick up my book, Discipline Equals Dream Job over there on Amazon. So, also, so thanks for that. If this helped you, will you, will you drop that in the comments? My, my person who had some some concerns about being someone, a person of color. Joe Burt. Joe. Joe Burt. Joe Burt. Sorry, I don't have my uh, laptop in front of me. Oh, I do, but I'm not tuned into the live comments. But let me know if that helped you at all to kind of flip that mindset a little bit. Also see like a little bit of humor. He said, thank you so much. Great stuff. Really great stuff. Oh, good, good. And lots of exclamation points. Good, good, good. Okay. So, hey, last thing real quick though. Henry Ford said, if you believe it's going to be a problem or if you believe it's not going to be a problem, you're right. Mm -hmm. So number two, and I know this community will appreciate this because we have, we, man, how many people talk about age? Age and race. Is a age age and race. Well, even age though, all of the directors, VPs, and executives, all of them tell me like, I'm old, who's going to hire me? And I'm like, you have so much skills and experience. I didn't share with you the email I got recently. There's a VP of sales who's 40 years old. Here's what he says. Are you ready? Are you ready? Executive Crew Upgrades podcast community. He tells me he is such at a disadvantage, Christina. Do you know why? Because he's going up against people who are 50 and 60 who have a lot more experience and skills than he does. I was like, that's the first time I've heard that one. But that just goes to show you that um, thinking of like, I think something's holding me back. It happens to everyone. Well, and no matter what the thing is that you feel like is holding you back, you have to flip that and make that your advantage. Like, for example, um, another mentor of mine, Natalie Dawson, she literally just turned 30. And, you know, uh, she married a much older man, Brandon Dawson, who's also now, I think, close to a billionaire or whatever. She went through all this stuff like, oh, my God, you know, and she's now the president of 10X Health System. She's absolutely crushing it in her career. <clears throat> but she had so much anxiety. You can follow her podcast, Building Billions. It's incredible. Um, but she's like, well, I'm just so young. But at some point, she had to be like, wait a second. This is actually, like, serving me. Like, I am so far ahead of you guys. <laughs> like, this is amazing. And so I'm like, well, wait a second, me too. Like, I'm only 38. This is awesome. So if you're older, it's an advantage. If you're younger, it's a freaking well, advantage. This is the gift of having It's the same mindset. thing when people start businesses. There's always two ways to think about it. So for me, when we first started our recruiting organization, right, many years ago, we were talking to someone and he was like, hey, there's like 50 of those companies in a, you know, uh, 60 mile radius or something. He was like, do you know how much competition you're going up against where that's not my thought process. My thought process was if there's 50 companies in a 60 mile radius, can we all agree that there must be a huge need in that area? That's what I thought. So, Hey, how are you looking at stuff? Or go back to my mantra. I'm the best in the world at what I do. So none of this stuff. Yeah. So who cares if there's however many, who 
cares about anything? That's the freedom. Oh, see, now that I got this cool podcast desk, and now you I'm feel like, more confident. I feel like so free in here. So <laughs> you guys are gonna get a lot out of me. Oh gosh, guys, just you know, you have to have more and more freedom in your mindset and have freaking fun, man. So let's recap. Number one, you got to believe. Number two, you have to make this a priority in your life. Number three, you have to know that you are valuable in the marketplace. Number four, they're not a slave to job boards. They are a part of a community. Okay. They have tactics and strategies to get in front of people who can actually hire them. Then they know how to communicate on those interviews. And then they know how to have practical, logical conversations about, you know, money because we never want to bring in what type of thing christina bring in what type of thing so we like to use practical and logical what do we not what um feeling do we not want to use during the interview or salary negotiation process we never want to use emotion emotion baby we only want to use data we only <laughs> want to use data right when you're getting emotional not good so hey we want to be emotion, practical logical high emotion equals low intelligence actually um Go follow me on TikTok, Coach Christina Madden, uh, Christina with a K, also on Instagram. And I talk a lot about this sort of like high emotionally charged state, how you can get out of that just so you can think more logically, make great decisions. Yeah. So Karen said, this should be another podcast topic, turning your supposed perceived weakness into your in, into your strength. Oh man, watch out for my book next Wednesday, the 4th. I'm not going to say the title yet because my publishing company would kill me. But it's how to basically turn fear into your superpower. It's how to turn doubt into fuel. I think that's what she's asking. Mm -hmm. right? How to how to really take all of this stuff and let it fuel you. I can tell you from all of the crippling anxiety, fear, and doubt that I've experienced in my life, that is certainly fuel enough to keep me going as far as like running away from average as far as I can, um, setting goals and targets really high because I don't ever want to go back there. So that's certainly for me the experience of having such, such nasty mindset issues. I never want to go back there. We're all prone to the possibility of having circumstances break us down. I'm not here to say that like, that's not possible for everyone. We're all uh, human, but I certainly use that for fuel in, in my success in my career. Um, what was her question specifically that I wanted? To no, it's to? just how to use your weaknesses and how to like maybe just perceive reframe, them as strengths. Yeah, yeah reframe. You have to reframe them in, into strengths. So, like for me, let's see, a weakness of mine is probably overthinking. I would say that that's a weakness, but I do constantly reframe that into, well, my ability to think and strategize comes sort of from that overthink. Like Tim always tells me, well, I'm glad you're able to like do that because I can see things from, from all angles. Now you do still want to have relief from like the exhaustion that can come from that. Um, but yeah, everyone's weaknesses, you just slowly want to chip away at those every day until you feel stronger and you feel good. That's really the name of the game. Uh, you can't tackle it all at once. Uh, you can't pressure yourself into, um, what am I trying to say? If you wake up and think you're going to fix all these things about yourself in, in like one day, that alone will cripple you. So Start write, write down some of the things that you feel like you have weaknesses in and your areas of weakness and start implementing some strategies to get to get better in those areas. Um, but but to start and we'll go ahead and end on this. I knew you had a, a meeting in a couple yes. minutes, but it's this. Hey, I bet our podcast episodes get longer now because I bet they do. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> so, hey, have some goals. 
we we're we're approaching Q4 right now. What are your personal, professional, and some financial goals? You need to map it out. If you do not have goals, nothing we said will matter. If you don't have goals, your life will not change for the better. So I highly encourage you, hey, take some time today and say, what do I want out of my life, right? In the next couple months and next couple years. Don't worry about how you're going to get there because here's the good news. When you start actually writing them down, you've already started. We have a big sign on the wall over here. Maybe we'll angle the camera differently so you guys can see the other things in here. But it's a one of those like carnival type tear off tickets, like a raffle ticket. And it says one life, limit one per person, make it count. So guys, that gives me chills. That's enough to fuel me every day to be like, hey, like this is it right now. Like, let's do it. Let's set the goals and get moving because we, and, if we're lucky, we have 80 to 100 years. And like we all say, if it is... If it is to be, it's up to me. So, hey, tune in next week. We have another special episode for you with Solo Christina next week. So you're not going to want to miss that. And as always, hey, if you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. We've helped. Raquel gave us an updated number. We've helped 798 people through all of our various programs this year. And, hey, there's still Q4 left, which is what time for hiring, Christina? It's the fastest in best time for hiring. Yep. People are hiring um, rapidly during that time. And just really quick before we wrap this up, if I still have Go ahead. some listeners, is people tend to think, okay, there's this common misconception that hiring really slows down this time of year. And you'll hear me talk about this a lot because if, if that is your fear and then you think that, okay, everyone's going to flood the market in January, now's the time to at least get ahead of the competition, right? Um, having that brand dialed in, having a strategy and all of that, if that is your fear. But more so than that, what I can promise you is that if there are people like you that are scared that people are not hiring, that they're not seeking. So do you know how much easier it is right now to get in front of people that need you? And if you're targeting some of the fastest growing companies in America, we all know using our noggins that they need good people now they're not putting it off for thanksgiving and christmas top performers do not do that okay so book a call with us so we can explain that further and and get um a strategy going and why put your goals off and why? why would you do that why why would you kick the life. can down the road we get one life yeah i'm not slowing down i'm working all right everyone have a good day we'll see you next week bye everyone